you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 21, verses 22 through verse 34. Genesis 21. You can see it up on the screen there. And it came to pass at the time that Abimelech and Thakol, the chief captain of his host, spoke unto Abraham, saying, God is with thee in all that thou doest. Now therefore swear unto me here by God that thou wilt not deal falsely with me, nor with my son, nor with my grandson. There's three generations he's speaking to here. But according to the kindness that I have done unto thee, thou shalt do unto me and to the land wherein thou hast sojourned. And Abraham said, I will swear. And Abraham reproved Abimelech because of the well of water, which Abimelech's servant had violently taken away. And Abimelech said, I want not who hath done this thing, neither didst thou tell me, neither yet heard I of it but today. And Abraham took sheep and oxen and gave them unto Abimelech, and both of them made a covenant. And Abraham set seven ewe lambs of the flock by themselves. And Abimelech said unto Abraham, What mean these seven ewe lambs which thou hast set by themselves? And he said, For these seven ewe lambs thou shalt take of my hand, that they may be a witness unto me that I have digged this well. Wherefore, I called that place Beersheba, because there they swear both of them. Thus, they made a covenant at Beersheba. Then Abimelech rose up, and Pencol, the chief captain of his host, and they returned unto the land of the Philistines. And Abraham planted a grove in Beersheba, and called there on the name of the Lord God the everlasting God. And Abraham sojourned in the Philistines' land many days. Father, I pray that you'd speak to our hearts now concerning what we need to be concerned about most of all in this life because we know this life is short. And I pray that you'd help us to make the best of it. And we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. The Chattooga River is a river that runs through our county that separates Georgia and South Carolina. Many of you probably have been on that river before. Lynn and I have been on it several times. She's been on it more than I have. But it's a beautiful scenic river, uh, and the scenery is always awesome. If you go uh, in the the trees are budding forth, it's awesome. Go in the fall to see the colors, it is awesome. But I think about that river, how calm it can be. And you're just drifting along and enjoying the scenery. And all of a sudden, you hear something. It sounds like a roar. And as you round the curve, you see water just cutting all kind of didos or whatever. And as you approach, you realize you're headed for some rough rapids. Now, I've always been in a raft with a guide, okay? But sometime I was on a side... And, you know, he wasn't too happy to be on a side, and he sure wasn't happy to be in the very front of that um, raft as you approach those rapids and you see the water splashing up. And 
I think about that river so many times. I haven't been on it in a long time. Don't have any plans of going on it at this age. Um, but I think of that river when I think of my life and your life. You know, we're going along real smooth. Everything's operating just right. Everything's going smooth. Well, I'm enjoying life. And all of a sudden, we run up on a rapid. We run up on something hardship that comes into our life that we didn't expect to happen. You know, life was going quite well for us. Uh, and uh, Lynn got the word one day and going to the doctor that she had cancer. That changed the course of our life. That changed the outcome of our life. It changed the thoughts of our life. Just the C word. You think you hear it about, about a lot of people, but it don't mean a whole lot until it knocks on your door. And when I think about that, I think about, the, about life itself. And today, as we think about our graduates, and as y'all go off in different directions and, and go to higher learning and, and different positions in life, just simply prepare for the rapids because they will come. And as we think about preparing for the rapids, we need to cultivate good relationships with others. Now, um, Abimelech and Abraham didn't have the best of relationships. And if you go back and look at, the, look at their lives, Abraham, basically, he was a church man. Abimelech was not a church man. And there was a dispute came over a well that belonged to Abraham. And Abimelech's army had come in and violently taken possession of the well. You see, wells were important in those days because wells had water. Water was important. Water was necessary. And I know you're sick of rain, but let me tell you something. Don't tell me you're sick of it. Tell God. He did promise us not to destroy this earth by, by water again. But you'll have to admit the lakes are looking beautiful. Hey, I love a good cool drink of water. I love a good bath. Can you imagine going to the faucet and turning it on and nothing coming out because of no rain? There's a story in the Bible where for three and one half years it did not rain. There was not even dew for three and a half years. Can you and I survive? You can't buy enough water at the store. If everybody had the same idea, let's go buy water. Hey, I never would have thought that I would be paying a dollar plus for a bottle of water. Especially when I think about the well. Many times I was at the well and I drawed up a bucket of water. And you weren't supposed to. It was against the law. But I slurped out of that bucket. I mean, I just got her down there and tilted it over and drank out of the bucket. You did too. But there was a dipper there. One of the memories I have of that is the gourd that they had made a dipper out of. But that water was precious. That water was important. And so they got into an argument about this, this water here. Hey, your, your men have come in and taken this. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to show you what kind of man I am. Abraham said, I'm going to give you so many animals, and I'm going to give you this and that. And he said, what are you doing that for? I want to show you that my heart's right. So I want you to take this to prove. And they both swore and agreed together, and they forgave one another. Now, when I think about how we treat others as we go through this life, you think about it, guys. Listen, 
We need to be careful who we step on, on our ladder, up our ladder of success, because you and I may meet them on our way down as they are on their way up. You be careful who you step on. You be careful who you lock arms with, who you walk with, who you talk with. Be careful what you watch and what you hear because it will affect you for the rest of your days. When I think about relationships, I think about you, you youngins who, hey, you may be courting, you may be dating, and you're thinking about getting married. You better think twice, is the person that I want to marry the one that God wants me to have? If it's not, you better back up. But you're talking about a hell on earth to be married to the wrong person. This is probably not true, and it may be true. It's sort of comical. A man looked at another man, and he said, Sir, why do you have your wedding band on your right hand and not your left? That's the wrong hand. He said, I married the wrong woman. Okay? Well, I tell you, if, if we're married, we need to be very thankful for our mate. If he or she is not what we want it to be, tell God and work on it. It's a time to work on it. It's not a time to pull out. When we think about cultivating good relationships uh, with others, um, we need to apply that first to, to our homes. You know, in, in the home needs to be a good relationship. Uh, they don't need to be bickering. You know, you know something... Kids that hear mom and daddy bickering, they take that bickering to their house. And they think it's okay. They think it's okay because my daddy, not, 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 not my daddy, but they'll say, my daddy slapped my mama many times just to get her straightened out. Well, let me tell you something. That will follow into the next generation. That's what he says in the book. He said, I want you to be careful with my son and my grandson and my great-grandson. I want them treated fairly because many of us, including this one, we will not live to see our great-grands grow up and graduate possibly and get married and have their own family. But I think many times of a legacy. What, what kind of legacy are we leaving in, 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 when it comes to relationships for our children to tap into and take into their home. You know, I look at many of you that that I know, and I, I, I know your children and your children's children, and it makes me happy when I see the way they, the children's children have turned out, and they're working in God's house, and they're working for the Lord, and they're seeking God's will for their life. That's a thrill for a pastor to be able to see that and, and watch that grow up uh, in a church. So let's be cautious. Let's be careful in our relationships. If they're not what they're supposed to be, then do like Abraham and Abimelech. Come together, discuss it, swear to one another, we're going to do this thing right. Hello? Okay. Preparing for the rapids. We need to cultivate good relationships with others. We also need to cultivate a good relationship with God the Father. With God the Father. Verse 30, uh, 33 says, And Abraham planted a grove. He planted trees. He planted trees in Beersheba, and he called there on the name of the Lord, the everlasting God. When I think about that, we need to cultivate a good relationship with God. 
Abraham planted trees. Okay? A lot of times people plant trees. And they plant trees in memory or in honor of someone. And so I want to challenge all of you who are graduating. Listen to me. You need to plant a tree. If your folk have a place, you need to go buy a tree this week, if you can, and go and plant that tree. You may be leaving home, but that tree will be there. And I'll tell you something about planting shade trees. The tree you plant, you may never be able to sit under it unless you live to be a long time. But somebody will sit under that tree. And somebody might say, you know what? My grandmother planted this tree when she graduated from high school. When he graduated from college, they planted this tree. It's amazing to me. There's a tree in our yard. I did not plant this tree. It's an old chinaberry tree. You say, them's the messiest things. I know. When we started building our house, that thing just came up. It was voluntary. It's still there. And I look at that tree and I think back. I remember when it was just a little sapling. And now it's big enough that the birds come and build nests in it and lodge there. It's big enough to create a shade. It's big enough to talk when wind blows through its leaves. So I challenge you today, guys, listen to me. Plant a tree. It won't cost you much. Plant a in honor or in memory of somebody. You might want to say, Mom and Dad, I'm planting this tree, so every time you look at the tree, you'll think of me. Whatever your reason for planting the tree, uh, you need to do that. And that's what Abraham did. He, he planted that tree. He planted a grove. So he planted more than one. Um, many years ago when I was called Earl's Grove Baptist Church, that's why it was called Earl's. Earl's people gave the land and it was a grove of trees there. Well, as time went on, trees began to die. Trees began to be cut. We expanded here and expanded there, and trees were uprooted. So I says to the property in space one day, I said, guys, listen, we are Earl's Grove Baptist Church. I said, but if we don't plant some trees to take the place of those who are of what's dying and being cut down, it'll be Earl's Baptist Church. So when you go by there, now there's a host of trees down each side growing. Somebody planted those trees, and, and somebody will, can sit under those trees today and enjoy the shade. So don't forget to plant some shade trees along the way. Preparing for the rapids. Good relationships with each other. Good relationship with God. But then last of all, then this, we need to cultivate a good relationship with the shepherd, and that's Jesus Christ. You know, he gave his all for us, guys. A relationship with the shepherd. And in verse 33, he says, Call there on the name of the Lord, the everlasting God. We need to listen to Jesus. Let me tell you something, no matter what y'all are facing out in the future, I don't know, you don't know, but our Lord does. And he's promised to go with you. He's promised to never leave you, nor forsake you. He's promised to be there in the hard times and in the good times. And you can expect it, guys. There are going to be some hard times. There are going to be some tough times. But I want to challenge you today to stand on the Word of God and trust the shepherd to lead you the way that you need to go. He's not only a, a, a shepherd to be trusted there, 
but he's also our advocate. In 1 John 2, 1, it says that Jesus is our advocate. What does that mean, preacher? It means he is on the right-hand side of God the Father, making intercession for you and for me. He is our judge. He is our lawyer. He is our bridge. He is our go-between. He'll be there for you. He'll speak for you. He is our advocate. He is also our advantage. When we look at the Scripture, John 6, 37 says, I will in no wise cast you out when you come to me. It's amazing that Jesus is going to be there. He listens. The Bible says that the Father hears every cry of every one of his children. When things get tough, hey, call on him. Hey, when they, listen to this. When they're going great, call on him. Man say, how you doing? I'm doing great because of who he is. They might say, who is he? It's Jesus. It's Jesus. That's who it is. He, he's my shepherd. He's my advocate. He is the advantage for me. He is in the advantage point for me because he is seated by my heavenly father. He is also all that I need. The last three words of verse 33, the everlasting God. It's amazing to me that the God we serve right here is the God we will stand before and give an account of our life. I want to challenge you all, all of you also who are leaving uh, going to colleges and, and different learning. Maybe you're moving. Don't let the Lord down. Be in his house somewhere. Many of you will be off to college. You won't be able to come home on the weekends to be at church here. But find your church. I want to challenge you to find you a church. Don't be like I've heard people say, well, I just couldn't find one. Let me tell you something about not finding a church. You go ahead and, and use that as an excuse and the devil will convince you you're doing right. You're doing right. There's not a church here for you. You're doing right. But I want to challenge you to beat the devil by being in God's house somewhere every Sunday. And we'll miss you. We'll miss you deeply because I love you and you love me. And you always make it a point to speak to your pastor. I will miss you. But I want to hear great things of what God is doing through you. Let your light shine before men before women, that they might see your good works in the Lord and glorify the Father which is in heaven. The rapids are coming, guys. You mark it down. And they're not going to be easy, but you can get through it with the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for the privilege to call you our Father. Thank you for the privilege to be in your house today. Lord, again, I thank you for our graduates. My goodness, what an accomplishment. God, I pray that you'd bless them as, they, as some go on to higher learning, that you would bless them in a mighty way, God, that you'd be real to them, and may they be real to those around them. May they watch what they're doing and who they're listening, who they're buddying with, God. May they be a witness for you wherever they go. And Lord, I pray for any today that, that has been saved and wants to join our church. Those that might be saved and never been baptized would come. Lord, I just ask your will to be done in the service today. God, we'll praise you for all you do for us. For we ask this in the name of Jesus and for his sake. Amen. What are we singing, Brother Mark?